the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Business talk for the corner office CEO and the blue collar worker. This is the Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The latest confrontation between Israel and Gaza militants is in its second day as Israeli jets hit targets in Gaza and rocket fire persists into southern Israel. At least 12 people have been killed in Gaza, including a senior militant leader and a five-year-old girl. House Speaker Pelosi says the Asian trip for her delegation was not meant to provoke China. We have said from the start that our representation here is not about changing the status quo here in in Asia, changing the status quo of Taiwan. Speaking in Tokyo on Friday, Pelosi said China will not isolate Taiwan by preventing U.S. officials from traveling there. In Dallas, CPAC 2022 continues attracting conservative activists from America and around the world. The focus of the conference is on this fall's midterm elections. More on these stories at srnews.com. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce Reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-457-9220. 800-457-9220. That's 800-457-9220. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Good morning and welcome on a rainy job Saturday. Oh, they took our job. They did. They didn't. You know, we needed one more sounder, Daniel. We needed the one of Maxwell Smart saying, Missed it by that much. Um, Because contrary to every forecast... That I saw, I mean, very few people even had 300,000 jobs 
being created this month for for what I think were very logical reasons, right? It was very logical that people would say this. And I'm going to actually talk a little bit about that logic here uh, in a little bit. Uh, some very, very, uh, 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 very, very uh, prescient, uh, not prescient, but I think insightful comments by uh, Austin Goolsby and uh, Tyler Goodspeed, um, who've been who've been economic advisors to the last two presidents, uh, in which I think they, you, there's a real agreement about about this, which is that was weird. <laughs> this one was just weird. I was in the middle of reading, and I think I was tweeting a story to to the listeners here. If you're new to the show, first of all, thank you and welcome. Job Saturday is something we do on the Saturday after the Friday jobs report every month. There are people who, believe it or not, make this destination radio. I, I tell you, it's it, I, I, I'm not kidding. People actually say, "Well, I like the I like it when you do the jobs hour," and I'm like, "Great, glad you do." Okay, estimates were you know in the neighborhood of two hundred and fifty thousand, and sometimes when you get a number that's like, you know, say. 60, 80,000 above what you were expecting, you frequently will dial back to say, okay, did we revise the previous two months down so that we're going to say those jobs were created a month later? What happened there? No, no, no. The revisions were up 28,000. The uh, the payroll, but the payroll headline number at 528,000. Um, and it's even weirder, it's even weirder when you look at the, when you look at the household survey at 179,000 jobs. And I promised one of our listeners who, who interacts, uh, he's new to the, he's new in his connection to us via Twitter, but I don't know if he's a new listener, but one question was asked was what happens when these two surveys are this far apart? And I'm going to, I am going to talk about that here in a, in, in a little bit. Um, so 179,000 jobs on the household survey, 528,000 jobs on the, on the, on the payroll. survey. by the way, the household survey in June down 315,000 jobs. What the heck happens there? And then, and then the headline number, so what we heard were 528, 528, 528, and then you heard three and a half record low, right, as the unemployment rate. If you take it out to two decimal places, it's 3.46, which I believe is the, is the, uh, is the lowest since, I believe, the 1960s. Um, the all-in U6 number is right is, is just rock steady at 6.7%. Now, I there's lots of good news in this report. There are lots of bad news in this report. Uh, I mentioned Austin Goolsby. I'm just going to play the his initial reaction probably about 20 minutes after the uh, it's probably at the top of the hour. So maybe 30 35 minutes after the release of the numbers and just give you his reaction. Let's let me just give you it's it fits what you're hearing from others as well. Let's play just just this cut number two. This is a jaw dropping number. There has never been a time when we got the unemployment rate down this low where we're adding 500,000 jobs. I mean, I thought that given all the rate increases that we would probably have a disappointment or a miss. So and and it feel it feels like you know like where where is this all coming from? So let's look at let's look at that at that particular data in the establishment survey. And I'm just reading from the report that uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics issues. Um, it's larger than the average monthly gains over the prior four months at three hundred and eighty-eight thousand, and job growth was widespread. I when I was trying to write up, I usually write up a tweet to sort of say, or two or three, you know, thread to indicate where where were all of the gains happening. I can tell you, I'm going to just read you some some headline numbers. 
goods sector was up 69,000. That would include 30,000 more jobs in manufacturing, 32,000 more jobs in construction, double the June number. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, durable goods manufacturing within the 30, 21,000 was in there. So those were all of the things that you would expect to have happen in this goods uh, area place. Private sector, private sector jobs up 402,000 402, workers, uh, up from 353,000 in June, 270,000 in May. Um, and I'm looking, to, I'm looking for a number that just looks like it's, it's you know, a blowout-sized number. Two months in a row where health care and social assistance numbers came in, 90 to 95,000 more jobs in that area, 96,600 according to according to BLS um, for July. Leisure and hospitality numbers, which had been a little softer, and we kind of thought that would happen, up 96,000 in July. Now, I'm taking all this information with a substantial grain of salt for the following reason. And it was speculated on by people in one direction, and instead it kind of came out in the other direction. I don't understand why. But here was the thinking that you were hearing from people uh, earlier this past week. All of the data that we get from BLS and the jobs report are seasonally adjusted. Now, a quick, a quick 60 second on what do I mean by seasonally adjusted. I mean that if I take the last few Julys... And I asked the question, how much above or below an average month does July tend to be? And let's suppose I think it's 5%, plus 5%. An average July is 5% higher in terms of the raw data of employment versus the other 11 months. Seasonal adjustment means I'm just going to take that 5% off. That that those past Julys are not just weighted equally. You put more weight on the more recent more recent years when you when you create that that app, that seasonal adjustment. By the way, I'm simplifying a whole lot of things. Okay, if someone if someone that does forecasting for a living is listening to this, they're probably cringing at this explanation. Okay, because they want to be more complete. But I'm trying to say something that I think you can understand, give you the gist of what a seasonal adjustment is, without trying to to actually walk you through the algebra. Uh, so, not that you couldn't do it. I just don't think it's great radio. Um, so, let's suppose that's what happened. The last two Julys were wild in terms of increases in in employment. The increase of employment in July of 2021, the headline number was 689,000 jobs. Okay, that's how big that July was on a seasonally adjusted basis. And so people thought, well, seasonal adjustment is going to make this number lower too. It didn't. Indeed, I know someone's going to ask me. In fact, I'll bet I know which Twitterer is going to send me this question. Hey, King, what was the unadjusted number? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I will certainly I will certainly go dig out that number in in, in a moment so I can go ahead and uh, I can go ahead and, and look to see uh, look to see what that is. But I would say you should be very 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 careful about making lots of assumptions about fairly small differences in numbers, right? 528,000 workers, that's half a million workers, that's a lot. Well, yes, true, but if you go to the headline number, how many people are in that, how many people are in that category, uh, it's, it's 152 million. So we're talking about less than one half of 1%. We could be off one-tenth of 1%, and that the difference between us talking about a gain of 370 or a gain of 520, or a gain of 670, that's all, that's all possible in there. So what, what does that all mean? It means, it means to me 
don't get hung up really on the size of the number. There's two things you have to really pay attention to. Right? When Goolsby says jaw-dropping, he's doing that in the context of thinking, I thought the number was going to be lower than the, than the June number. Right? I thought that was going to be going to be less than the gain of, of 398,000 jobs. Okay, The market had been saying Goldman, all of the other private shops were putting up forecasts 225, 250. You'd occasionally see someone getting edging up to 300, but there was nobody even at 400, let alone 528. And the fact that the other months were revised up tells me that we probably, this was um, a legitimate surprising number this month. Now, focus so far on the payroll numbers. That's where some of the good news is. There's a little bit of bad news in the, in the payroll numbers. But the household numbers are really weird. And I'm going to answer next this question. Why are there two surveys? What do they measure? And why would I be getting what looks to be pretty different results from them? I think we have some explanations for you coming up next here on The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Missed it by that much. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, we're standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Summertime! Now that I've got your attention, let me tell you all about us. Whoa, tough crowd. Anybody out there? Hello? Fighting to be heard in today's competitive digital world? Anyone? Too often, digital campaigns fail because it's being handled by someone inexperienced. It's time for Salem Surround because our specialists break through all the clutter and put your message and your business front and center. Our team is the best of the best with years of experience and superior ideas and innovations. Salem Surround is obsessed with your success. No cookie-cutter treatments here. Everything is tailored to you, your company, and your message. With Salem Surround, you get it all. From up-to-the-minute analytic reports and insight to managing every aspect of your digital and marketing needs. So let's turn up the volume on your business. Get started with Salem Surround today. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Chet's Shoes is your industrial footwear headquarters. Talk to him today about setting up a customized industrial program for your employees. Chet's works with you to fit your company's needs in everything from specific styles to customized billing. Let them bring the store to you with their mobile shoe service or visit their store in Spring Lake Park. Chet's features comfortable and professionally fit footwear with brands such as Timberland Pro, Keen Utility, New Balance, Reebok, Carolina, Ariat, and more. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. A year ago, we introduced wet technology into our softeners. It's exclusive to Commerce. Since then, customers have saved an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt each year. And you can, too. Go to Commerce.com.
Welcome back, King Daniel Show. About this, fourteen forty. Uh, they now have on my toolbar at the bottom of this screen. They have something connecting to Microsoft Network, and it gives me the weather. It says rain to stop. Music to my ears. Thank you. That'd be great. We're on a job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. And we just spent the first segment talking about the the payroll survey at 528,000. Growth really up and down the line. Uh, up and down. Not like a, a humongous, a larger number of leisure and hospitality jobs. But also a larger number for the second month in a row in hospitals, uh, health care. We're beginning to see people go back into that space. And here's where I think I can talk to, uh, to uh, I think he goes as Bob, um, and, um, and, and talk about this, talk about his question. Uh, he, he tweeted at me yesterday, I hope you can talk about the disparity between the establishment and household survey and speculate what is causing that. So, so he's referring to the fact that the payroll numbers were up 528,000 jobs. Uh, it, with a revision up there in the household survey, the household survey said down 179,000 jobs with, uh, uh, or up 179,000 jobs after being down 315,000 jobs in, in June from May. I should note as well the civilian labor force uh, actually fell 63,000 people, meaning that the number of people not in the labor force. So I get, I take that. So I'm gonna I'm going to have. So I think of there being like three buckets. All right, in the take the entire population that's age 16 and up. That's 264 million people. They fit into one of three buckets. They are either employed, and that bucket currently has 158 of the 264. They are un- they are unemployed, which means they've actively looked for work in the last four weeks. That is five. That is five and two thirds million workers. Right, 5.23 million workers. And then not in the labor force is the third bucket, and it currently has 100 million people in it. If I take that, if I take the ratio of the number of people who are in the labor force, meaning they're either working or actively looking for work, and divide that by the population, that's what we call the participation rate, that is 62.1%, which has fallen one-tenth each of the last two months. That's concerning. The number of people who are leaving jobs right now uh, among that unemployed group is at 14.8% of the total. Job leavers, now 842,000 of them. That's the one number that went up. So in a month in which the number of people who were classified as unemployed fell 242,000. Um, you have fewer people re-entering the labor force. You have fewer people, you know, you had 98,000 fewer people losing jobs. A flat number on the number of new entrants, but the number of job leavers up just a titch, 10,000 workers, which legitimately could just be a measurement error. Just it, it, But those two numbers are still flat. So go back to the payroll numbers, and you can see what happened Wages were up more than five-tenths of percent average for average hourly earnings. We're now up at 5.2% year-over-year. Year. That's the same number we had in June. Okay. Um, you had the same number of hours worked. Uh, weekly earnings are up 4.6%. Nowhere near enough to compensate for inflation. However... To get to the question, why are these two different? Here's the one thing we know. That is the difference between the number of people in the civ- in the civilian 
employment survey and the payroll survey, the household survey and the payroll survey. In the household survey, if you are self-employed, you count as working. But if you have, if you do not write yourself a paycheck, you are not counted in payroll employment. That's the biggest difference. There are other differences in this number, but probably the largest difference between these two numbers, remember they're both civilians, so we don't have to worry about the military number. The military is off on on, on its own to one side. We're not, we're, they're not to be concerned with. But in, in, and then I'm, among the rest, if you are actively employed and receive a paycheck, even if you're the owner, if you write yourself a check and you file Social Security uh, taxes on a regular basis, you, in, in, through payroll, you are counted as part of the, you are counted in the payroll number. If you pay yourself otherwise, um, um, you know, if you pay yourself otherwise, it is, um, uh, through, through profits, you're not counted. And so that's the big difference. And so if sole proprietorships probably make up the bulk of the difference between those two numbers. Now think about this. Suppose you're in a world where the labor market is running hot. Prices are rising. And you're trying to figure out how to make ends meet while you're running a business that you may have just started since the start of the pandemic. What's the most likely thing for you to, to see? Is it more people making more self-employment opportunities? Or some people who have self-employment opportunities leave, leaving the labor force, uh, leaving self-employment and going back to work with a business? I think it's the latter. And this always happens in, in an expansionary economy. In an expansion the thing you always want to do is the thing you want to do is to be able to look at the wage you can make if you work for somebody else and compare that to what you're making in your own job. During a recession, those that may not be available to you and you're working for yourself because you don't have another opportunity. But everyone who's running a gig job, everyone who's running their own small business will have substantial opportunities to work for a paycheck from somebody else. It's the opportunity cost. And if you think to yourself that the opportunity cost of self-employment is rising, (coughs) if you think that, then you'd have to believe that the number of people who stay self-employed is falling. And that will mean that the payroll number will rise and the household number will fall back toward it. The household number will always, right, 100, I just gave you, right, the number of people employed right now at 158 in the household data, the number of people employed in the payroll data is at 100, wrong, wrong table, sorry, excuse me, uh, right table, 152. That difference, that 6 million difference is what's being captured among the self-employed. Now, there are a lot of people who are self-employed who do get a paycheck, and so they are counting the payroll numbers, but there are some that do not. But then when they answer the, the survey, and you ask them, are you working or not? They say, yeah, I'm working. And they don't ask you, are you working for yourself and do you receive a paycheck? They just say, are you actively employed right now? Yes, I'm actively employed. You may not tell them, yeah, I'm, I'm working for myself and I, I just, you know, take the money out of the till at the end of the night to pay my groceries. Um, that's, that's the difference between them. They're one of them. There's a, there are others, Robert or Bob, but that's the biggest one. Anyway, that, what's happening, what, what I think is happening right now is, again, participation rates declining. The job leavers are the job leavers are out there right now. Um, 
There are people still changing jobs because wages are rising. And because of the inflation that they're experiencing, there is an even bigger premium to job search. Because the job you have may not pay you as much as the job you can go to. You know what? Let me take a break right here. When I come back, I'll give you a little bit more information about that. And then we'll listen to some uh, more information about what's happening from some of the observers watching the uh, observing the jobs report this past week, yesterday and in this past week. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. At least until I die Damn if you do Damn if you don't I'm supposed to get a raise next week You know that when I won't Working for a living Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800-884-9018. That's 800-884-9018. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls? Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day. Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claim Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claim Services' commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm chasing company. We're here when you need us and we'll be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on and the right front tire was low and the next day I called and Justin answered he said only take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you they found that there was a huge nail in the tire and so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming service was excellent Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com it's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife but i've been working man dang near all my life and i'll keep on working. welcome back king banyan show the biz 1440 uh i i can tell you that uh there's a lot of different uh there's a lot of different uh, people talking about this report because it just blew everybody away. Um, the, um, the, but uh, one thing that's clearly happening right now is, I think, this phenomenon of switching jobs, of trying to find a way, a way to do this. So, for example, the 25 to 54-year-old age cohort 
dropped now three tenths of percent. It's now at 82.3%, right? This is prime age. Men and women um, are now, you have almost one in five of them not participating in the labor force right now. That's the lowest in six months. And one of the things that I believe is happening right now is that there are a lot of people who have a little income, decide, little savings, able to to wait, to hold on, and and to hold on and say everything is going to uh, be is going to be fine, and they're in the meantime also looking for new jobs. This is the piece of data I wanted to find for you. They do not have the July data posted yet. But here's the... If I look at people who were in a job in May and stayed in June, and I look at those job stayers over the their 12-month increase in their wage has been 4.7%. Okay? Um, 4.7% for job stayers, for job switchers, meaning you had a job at one place one month and then we look at the payroll numbers and see that your social security number is with a different employer in the next month. And we say, what happened to your wage? It's up 6.4%. That gap between job switchers and job stayers, I don't, I mean, you have to go back to, to, um, the, the tech bubble in the uh, late 1990s and early 2000s to find the last time we saw that gap be that large. And that means that businesses are really having to, to compete for new workers by bidding up wages quite a bit. If you were a job switcher in June, the, the increase in your wage averaged 6.4%. Versus if you stayed on the same job, your wage went up 4.7%. That's a pretty significant gap. And if I, if I include in that the possibility that that job switching might also apply to the person who's self-employed who then comes back and is offered a job in the, offered a job with an employer and, and chooses to, to, to put their business on pause and, and go to work for somebody else. I think that might explain why the payroll number is rising quicker than the household number at this particular moment. It wouldn't surprise me because, and I, like I say, we only have these data going back to the late 1990s on job switchers versus job stayers. This is at the Atlanta Fed. But that gap, I mean, was at 1.4% in April of 1998. That is what I'm seeing out there right now. So, to follow up on that, uh, on uh, CNBC uh, uh, on yesterday, uh, Karen Kimbrough, she is the chief economist for LinkedIn, and she she was talking about about how hiring is going from her vantage point. Uh, let's play this cut eleven, please. Yeah, well, look, the way we're looking at it is, it's not a recession when you add five hundred. And you know, thousand jobs to the economy. Um, our data shows that hiring is holding in. It is still a solid labor market. Um, do we do we think there are mixed signals? I do. I will tell you. Um, I think right now there's no question um, that employers are still hiring, but we're starting to see less breadth across the hiring and less momentum. And adding to that, uh, I would. I would point out that uh, only 11 in the uh, ISM manufacturing figure for July, which was a which was a good report. I, so ISM, the Institute for Supply Management, um, ju- what beat the expectation, fell from 53 to 52.8. But any number over 50 indicates manufacturing still expanding. However, within that number, um, what you're seeing is that if you go by industry. Only 11 industries of the 18 surveyed saw growth versus 15 in the prior two months, 17 back in April. So it may be a, you know, and this is kind of an early warning system where the breadth of that is beginning to go away. And that's what uh, uh, Karen Kimbrough's uh, uh, hearing as well 
in that area. Maybe also, and I, I realize, uh, Daniel, I'm jumping around, so I'll just try to keep you keep you uh, plugged away here, uh, keep you connected here. Um, Tyler Goodspeed, who was acting chair of the Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump administration, um, was talking about that difference between what's going on in the goods sector and what's going on in the service sector. Let me play this, cut number five. We are in an odd environment, and I would say part of the oddity of that environment is this bifurcation between what's going on in the goods market and what's going on in the services sector. So it looks like 85% of the job gains last month were in the services sector. And what's really interesting is that we saw in 2021 demand for goods, real demand for goods, rose substantially above pre-pandemic trend. It it rose to a peak of about 11% above pre-pandemic trend. That's been coming down, and it's now about 3% above trend. Demand for services plummeted in 2020, and we still haven't quite gotten back to pre-pandemic trends. Now, I, one thing I would point out in in in, in opposition to uh, uh, to Tyler, um, and um, the uh, the uh, what I would say is there there is uh, 21 million people of the 152 we talked about on payrolls. 21 million of them are in the goods sector. So if growth is evenly distributed based on what is what is the proportion between goods and services, then you're always going to get 15%. I don't I don't understand why uh, he points on that particular piece, but there can be no doubt about this. The goods sector, the manufacturing sector, is beginning to see some decline in the rate of in the rate of uh, in the rate of growth of. Uh, uh, of pay, uh, 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 of, of jobs, I should say. You're seeing that 21 million num- that 21 million number begin to slow down, and that's true. But it's not going away. The thing that worries some of us is just that it's not divide out there. Meanwhile, on the services side, it's growing like gangbusters. Um, people still want to have the experiences they plan to have. I let me. Let me let's play this cut. This was also on CNBC. This was uh, Peter Kern. He's the CEO of Expedia, the travel agency. And he was talking about what they're experiencing in their business. Cut number 12. Well, we've seen continued demand, you know, past July into the coming months and and through the summer and and the rest of the year. We're still tracking ahead of our pacings at this time in 2019, for example. But uh, July in particular, we saw some bumpiness in the beginning of the month, which we think is largely due to some of the airline issues that were going on, airport issues, uh, travelers being uh, you know, dislocated. But in the back half of July, we've seen that pick up to the similar strength we saw in, in most of Q2. So we think uh, the trends are pretty positive right now. And, you know, there's no... There's no obvious uh, data points that show that it's going to weaken. Obviously, everything you're talking about this morning, jobs issues, inflation, you know, the macro backdrop's uh, pretty tricky, so it's hard to know. But uh, right now, everything looks strong. And so let me, so that is, that is where I've been pretty consistently. And I, I, I note that uh, I, I get messages uh, often through Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS. By the way, you can call us 651-289-4477, 651-289-4477. Um, so what I, what, I think, um, what I think is that we would, um, we would do well to, you know, uh, we would do well to realize that the recession argument is a political argument. I I understand when people say to me, say to me, well, you know, it's the Democrats who are redefining recession and so forth. It's like, yeah, well, you know what? Politicians do what politicians do. Um, I'm going to be true to what it is I do. I'm an economist who's just trying to trying to give you what an economist would say about these things, and I'm not really trying to cheerlead one side or the other of the recession debate. But when you've got a, you know, a lot of people who were kind of trying to say, well, there's a recession still out there or we're in a recession. I'm curious how they say that after you get 528,000 new jobs on the payroll print. I, I, I don't know how to do that. 
Yeah, in terms of travel, the overall numbers, if you look at TSA uh, uh, throughput or you look at bookings or something like that, overall, they're down a little bit, but that's almost entirely on the business side. And that is that, that is the folks who learn, I think it's the folks who learned how to take a, take a meeting using a, a internet video who've realized, you know what, that works reasonably well. I don't have to get on a plane to take that meeting. I, I've attended more conferences in the last two years than I had in the previous 10. Guess what? I've only flown to one of them. Whereas I probably didn't do any video conferences before 2020. In fact, I'm pretty sure I didn't. So I, I don't think the travel, I think the travel lead, the travel business has been pretty, has been pretty solid, but what this means is that if you don't think a recession is <clears throat> right at hand, that turns us to the other question, which is what, then what what's going on and what does this mean in terms of policy uh, going forward? We should talk about that, but let's let's give you these messages first. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz fourteen forty. And I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. The basics about financial literacy provides confidence in your investing decisions. Knowledge to make better decisions with or without an advisor empowers you to take control of your financial future. With the right skills, you are the best steward of your own money. Learn more today at a free in-center or virtual investing class at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410. Again, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. When you take the time to really get to know your body, you find that the root causes of its aches and pains are usually simple. The older we get, the more exercise we undertake and the more injuries we sustain, the more inflammation our bodies suffer from. It's so simple. And my answer to that pain is Relief Factor, which I discovered years ago and take every single day to great effect. It helps the body to fight off inflammation and I've never found anything that worked better in my life. I can't recommend it enough. Seven 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. relieffactor.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440, 651-289-4477 with your questions and comments. Inflation Week is next week, and um, I've, I think I have booked uh, to join us, uh, coming back to us, uh, Chase Larson from uh, St. Cloud Financial Credit Union, who is an expert on, uh, on crypto, and I, man, I got questions. I actually thought about just saying saying to him, you know what? Let's let's just do two hours, but uh, it's summertime. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make him. And he's got he's got kids. I'm not gonna make him take two hours out of his weekend with his children to talk crypto with me. Although I I know he loves this stuff. Here here's the big so one big takeaway, right? I'm actually gonna give you two big takeaways. One, the according to the payroll data. We have now recovered back to the to the level of employment we were pre-pandemic. That is unqualified good news. I don't. We cannot say anything other than it's unqualified good news. Second of all, and 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 uh, and second of all, and equally important. The GDP data went down for two quarters. And so I know people are listening to this and it's sort of like, yeah, but GDP went down and this went up. So what happened there? And here's that really prescient comment by Austin Goolsby that I really want you to listen to closely. And I'm going to play Tyler Goodspeed. Remember, one advised, one advised President Obama, the other one advised President Trump. And they're saying about the same thing. This is Goolsby first, who was Obama's CEA chair at one time. Cut number three. I would highlight there are two areas of not weakness, but but danger. The first is if you've got GDP shrinking when you're adding jobs at this kind of rate, it has to mean that productivity is going down. And if productivity is going down, what that's going to imply for wages is is not great. Uh, and so you, you're probably going to see a continuation of this kind of ne- negative real wage growth. Right. And and let's play good speed with the same kind of comment, agreeing with uh, Goolsby. Cut number six. I think this is part of a, a, a good sector going back to normal and then probably into recessionary territory eventually. And the services sector is continuing to recover. And that's part of the reason, I think, as Austin noted, we've seen productivity decline really substantially, uh, in part also because when real wages are declining by as much as they have over the past year, and they're down about 6% below a pre-pandemic trend, if you use the real uh, employment cost index, that's going to incentivize a bit of labor hoarding. Right. Um, it does. I mean, and, and what do we mean by labor hoarding? We mean that... As businesses are facing tight labor markets, what they expect to do, is, what they, what they pl- think will happen is, is they're going to say, I better pay my worker a little more to keep them here, even if the job they're at is not the most productive place they can be. When I, I quoted you that, that wage growth number and the difference between job stayers and job switchers, that's not a bad thing. That doesn't mean that somehow the worker just got extra money in return for doing the same job they did before. That, that means in an entrepreneurial society that that worker has moved from a less valued use to a high valued, higher valued use. I, I joke on the show sometimes about the fact that uh, I frequently have producers like Daniel who are really good, and the next thing I know, they're off to some other place. You know what? That's to be celebrated, not just because the producer is going to get more money, but it means that they're doing something that's more productive, that has greater value, not only to their employer, but to society as a whole. Labor hoarding is not something that we should, you know, even though it keeps the unemployment rate down, is not something we should celebrate. It is something, in fact, that we should we should try to figure out how to have that not happen. Right? And to have that not happen, I think we dang well better uh, figure out how to, how to solve this productivity problem. Now, having said that, I'm going to give you a word of caution. Between you and me and the three other listeners of this show, 
I don't necessarily believe the GDP numbers yet. I may in another year or two. But seriously, it takes a long time to get a GDP number that actually gets us to where we need to be. Remember, GDP is trying to measure the sum total of all economic activity produced for final use in the economy. That's a monumental task. And we talked a little bit, if you listened to the show last week, I talked a little bit about how it is we try to measure those things. But that said, and I, we, I think we do a great job of getting estimates of GDP. But these productivity numbers depend on changes to the, to the data that are fairly small and subject to revision. I believe there's a fair amount of GDP being produced that isn't being captured in the data right now particularly in a world where GDP was built to count widgets. It was built to count stuff. It was built to count goods. And when you have a goods recession and a service sector expansion, you are more likely to undercount GDP than you would at other times. Measuring productivity in the service sector is fraught with difficulty. It is not a job I ever want to do. And I think everyone that's trying to make statements about, oh my goodness, productivity is down this much, is really in trouble. But as long as real wages are continuing to decline at 6% annual rates, I'm not questioning Goodspeed's number there, as long as those numbers are still declining at 6% rates, it's an indicator that, that workers are becoming less productive because if it wasn't so, those workers in this hot labor market would be bid away by people who could use them more productively, just as many other places have hired away producers of the King Bayou show to places that are more productive as well. I know. What does that say about me? I've had the same, I've worked at the same place for 38 years. Yeah. means I'm, means I do what's the, the most valued use for, for me. I, at least for the next hour, the next value, higher values for me is to talk to you about what does this jobs report mean about policy more generally? We're going to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. I found a picture of you. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business, and just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Pro-life across America, the Billboard people. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. 
Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.